Anyways, book of James. Uh, I've got a bunch of scripture. I don't want to get all of it or not, but I'm going to read some of this in the first chapter. <clears throat> well, I don't know. I hate to leave out any of this, but. Uh, James, the servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. Now all these people say that the twelve tribes of Israel has been lost. James is writing to them. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers Temptations, different, various temptations. Don't get upset about it. Count it joy. Amen? Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting or lacking nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, and that giveth to all men's in italics, but to all liberally. So that, that includes you ladies too. And upbraideth not, holds, holds it not back, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. The man that asks, wavering, not in faith. We need to remember that. The Lord not answer my prayer. How are you asking? All right. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Uh, two psyches, two minds. Double-minded man. He's here today with this and he's over there tomorrow. Or could be even quicker than that. Either here or there, here or there, here or there. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can't depend on a double-minded man or woman. Now let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich in that he is made low, because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. The brother of low degree is exalted, picked up, and the rich brother is made low. Well, you got to be careful there because somebody's got plenty of stuff, plenty of money. Uh, they might be thinking, well, there was a, something on Facebook like that. I just clicked on it not long ago, a few minutes ago. Uh, it, it was C.S. Lewis. That prosperity, you get thinking you're in, you're getting into it and getting just fit. I'm fitting right in with the prosperity, but you ain't fitting in with it. It's fitting in with you and it's going to run you. You got to be careful of that. All things. All right. For the sun is no sooner risen with the burning heat, but it withereth the grass, and the flower thereof faileth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth. 
so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. It happens to all of us, rich, poor, all of us. And that Isaiah said, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. Blessed is a man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Now, as far as balance here, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of or by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. You know, I had him trying to combat me when I say that Jesus, as a man, he could have sinned. As God, he couldn't have, but as man, he could have. I asked Brother Brong about that answer one time. He said, absolutely. That's the only way you can answer that question. But people say, oh, you, that, that verse says God, God can't be tempted. And Jesus was God. Jesus was being tempted by Satan as God. As the son of man, not as the son of God. God doesn't, isn't tempted and God doesn't need to be tried. But the spirit led Jesus up to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil, Satan. Satan doesn't try any of us. Trials, the trying of our faith is good. God does that. Satan doesn't do that for us. Anything Satan does for us, he's trying to destroy us. Hear that and believe it. Now, verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. Mark that word. Lust. And enticed. Jesus wasn't drawn away of his own lust because he didn't have any. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God doesn't change. God doesn't budge. He doesn't move. God is. He's the eternal I am. Now, I want us to talk, consider lust. First off, I'm going to say this. Lust, we generally think of it just with sex. But that's not where it starts and stops. The definition of lust, a longing, especially for what is forbidden. Concupiscence, desire, lust after. Now, if I can get all this together, I've got a bunch. Tell you what's happened. What? I talked to a lady yesterday we've also been informed of another lady woman 
that is overdosed on drugs and her kids are being taken away from her. Didn't kill her, but they're taking her kids away. Now, I don't know if there's anything sexual in there or not, but I do know that there's a whole lot of lusting going on. You take alcohol, drugs, and anything else, and it, our lust leads to sin, and that leads to death. Sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. That's the, that's the order. That's the scriptural order right there. God gave it. Now, there's the word lust in the singular, and then there's the word lusts in the plural. So this, this is the word lust. Matthew 5, 28. I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her heart hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Now, Matthew 5, of course. And I am positive it would be the other way around. Woman to man, man to woman. I'm told that the Jews kind of thought the Pharisees as long as they didn't actually do something, they were safe. But Jesus blows that out of the water. To think of it is the same as committing. Now it's different because you don't involve that other person in that sin. You're involved in it yourself. And so that's lust. That comes from the lust of the flesh is where that comes from. Romans 1, likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. They weren't born that way. They burned in their lust, in their rebellion. Men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat or suitable. Romans 7, 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. Well, we never kind of put lust together with covet, do we? But what is covetousness if it's not lust? The lust of the flesh. I want what he's got or what she's got. And then to desire that and have a longing for that. Well, you watch these, these uh, uh, detective crime shows and see what goes on with these people. Why, it's been going on for a long time. Here's a woman in England. She's a maid and, and caretaker for a rich lady and, and her family. Uh, 
She's just extremely nice to the maid, to the lady there. But you know, that woman, she lusted after the house. She lusted after the furniture. She lusted after the way that they lived. She was getting everything she had coming to her. That woman wasn't treating, wasn't cheating her at all. But she couldn't get that out of her mind. She lusted after that day and night until you know what she did? She murdered every one of them and put them in some kind of a trunk. And finally, the smell got so bad they found out about her. And they hanged her. Which they wouldn't do here now, but you know, that's, but she was hanged by the neck. She was a murderer. But what led to that? Lust. Longing after something that didn't belong to her. So everybody can have anything they want. That's not true. You can be anything you want. That's not true. That's not what this country's about anyway. This country's about having life, liberty, and the happiness to seek our happiness. The pursuit of happiness. Now, if you've got to have what somebody else has to be happy, you've got a lust problem. But we have the right to work, to do in this country. But now they're all trying to kill it. Washington's trying to kill it. They're all trying to kill it. Uh, but we still have it as, as last I heard, the Constitution is still in, in effect. Now, verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 10. Now, these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now, he's talking about the children of Israel in the desert wilderness as they came out of Egypt. Now, they shouldn't lust after evil things. Well, what did they lust after? They lusted after red meat, leeks, garlics, onions, and cucumbers that they didn't have in the desert. Well, there's nothing wrong with those things, is there? There is when you're in a situation, God says, you be satisfied with what I give you. Now, how can that apply to anything in our lives? About everything, can't it? But we should not lust after evil things as they did. Well, they God let them have it. They got so much quail that it came out their ears. And then they I guess, happy to go out and pick up the manna. But they had miracle bread, wonder bread, every day for 40 years in the desert. Except for the last day of the week. But they had, and, and, and they flourished on God's food, just like Daniel and the three Hebrew children did. They, they flourished on the, the pulse, not on the king's food. We will flourish on what God gives us. But we must not lust after evil things. And anything can turn out to be evil. It depends on the circumstances and the situation that God's got us in. That's good stuff. It's necessary stuff. 
Galatians 5, Paul said, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, well, what is that? It can be anything. Well, 1 Thessalonians, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. Lust is a way of life in this sin-darkened world. Then we've got James 1, 14 and 15. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And then chapter 4 of James. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. But you lust and have not. You want stuff, but you're wanting the wrong stuff. You're lusting after the wrong stuff. Second Peter 1, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Did you realize that the Bible says that much about, we're just getting started, about lust. Well, we found out that lust and covetousness are the same thing. Second Peter, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. And 1 John 2, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The lust of the flesh doesn't say which particular aspect of it. The lust of the flesh. Anything in your flesh that you desire after, that's, that is sin. That's what he's talking about. And the lust of the eyes. Well, of course, that could be a good looking man or a good looking woman. A woman look at a good looking man. Or a man look at a good looking woman. And we, like we always say the first look don't count. It's that second one. First look, you have to be blind not to see it. But it's that second look that you go back. Then you're getting into lust. And you know what Jesus said about that. So the lust of the eyes. But not just that. You see a good looking car, good looking truck, good looking house, anything. And if that's what your heart's desire is, you're longing after that, that becomes lust. God didn't put us in here to fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's not what our lives are about. And then finally he says in 1 John 2, 17, The world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Now, We've got a world that thinks drinking's all right. Alcohol. Down there on uh, Man of War, off of Man of War, one of the biggest retail stores 
And the whole area is the liquor barn. You look at the size of that. Huge place. I've never been in it. But it's huge. There's no telling how much liquor there is in there. And you hardly would ever drive by it that it wasn't full up. Plenty of customers. All of these liquor dispensaries are. What's that about? I believe it's about lust. Oh, well, I just like the taste of it. You're a liar. You're a liar. You have to make yourself begin to like it. You have to drink enough of it to make yourself like it. But you lust and after that kick that you get out of it. There it is. Just like in drugs. Oh, there's nothing wrong with smoking a little marijuana. Sure there is. Paul said, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess. Drunk means your mind is not, you're not in control of your mind. Say, well, it's it's a natural thing. Listen, natural stuff will kill you sometimes quicker than manufactured stuff. Amen? Do you know one of the most deadly poisons known to man? Alcohol. How much of it in a hypodermic do you need to put in your bloodstream to kill you? Ain't much. I'm not into all the nurse's measures, but it wouldn't take much right directly in your vein. Well, most people just get it and filter it through their kidneys or their liver and then destroy themselves inside out and then they puke up all the blood and then they die. But look what they do to their families. Now, it could be mom and daddy both drinking it. I know what it is to live with a drunk. Oh, he'd have times that he'd be a decent fella, but he wasn't drinking. And then all of a sudden, we knew it had to come. We knew it had to come. Sure enough, he'd come in, three sheets in the wind, it was over with. I had him beat my dog to death one time. Take a bull whip and beat her to death. I'm telling you, literally beat her to death. I don't know what she did, growled at him or something. She ought to bit him. He straightened out somewhat later in his life. Got off of that. Of course, after he got old, couldn't do anything else. But I'm telling you what. You live on pins and needles with an alcoholic ask anybody that's ever lived with one it may be alright now but you don't know when he's going to turn on you and it could be bad turning almost always is bad turning same thing with drugs same thing with a temper years ago 
I don't know, probably about 20 years ago or something. I preached this young man's funeral. I didn't really know him very well. But they asked me to preach his funeral. Beverly and I went up. It was up in Irving. Buried him up on Barnes Mountain. Roughest cemetery I've ever been to in my life. I couldn't have done it now. I couldn't have got there. Uh, but him and his buddy was out. And I don't think they were drunk or on drugs. They might have been started, but I don't think they, they hadn't got very far in it. But he's driving. And his buddy pulls out a pistol and shot him right through the neck. Lost his temper. You can't defend against that. Now why would that guy be like that? Because he lusted in the flesh and he didn't do anything to control his temper. Uh, Look at Ephesians. Chapter 4. Verse 26. He says, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Give place to the devil means you move out of it and let the devil move in. Just like you told Peter. Look at Proverbs 30. And we're talking about the lust of the flesh. I haven't got off that subject. People tell me, well, I've got a temper. Well, I do too. Do I control it? No, not. I, mean, I need help in this area too. Chapter 30. Huh? Chapter 30. 30, yeah. Verse 33. Surely the churning of milk bringeth forth butter, and the wringing of the nose. Bringeth forth blood, so the forcing of wrath bringeth forth strife. God says control it. Didn't say you couldn't have it. We've got all emotions. They're normal. God gave them to us. But we need to control them. I've never actually made butter. I've eaten homemade butter, watched them make it. And I'd love to have one of those little old churns. You ever see one of those paddle turns? Churns? I think Christine Randy's got one of them. And they get their kids making, making butter. That's good, good, good experience. But Beverly said they used to shake it. Well, you see the old time, the colonial, they had that one. So there's all kinds of butter churns been made, been theorized. But the thing about it is that if you do it long enough, you're going to get butter. I got a weak nose. I had it operated on one time. They broke it and all reset it and all. It didn't do any good. 
But my nose is weak. And I just can't stand to see somebody wring their nose. I can't. I just, Wayne Hart would just, he had put that nose all over his face. He didn't have any cartilage in it. I mean, really, <laughs> he would. And it just, oh, it just killed me to see that. You ever see that, David? Yeah, well, David's seen it. <clears throat> I just can't, my nose is still tender. It really is. And I think about that, it kills me. But the ringing of the nose, you keep on, and here it comes. That blood's coming. Well, the forcing of, of wrath brings forth strife. I can do it right here in the church. I can do it at home. I can do it out there. I can do it anywhere. If I keep on, I'm going to bring it on me. Well, look at uh, Titus. Chapter 1, verse 6, If any be blameless, the husband of one wife, having faithful children, not accused of right or unruly, for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, a steward taking care of God's work, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, no striker, not given to filthy lucre, but a lover of hospitality, a lover of good men, sober, just, holy, temperate, holding fast the faithful word, as he hath been taught that he may be able by sound doctrine, but to both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, that is, the Jews. Now look at First Timothy chapter 3. This is a true saying, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work, a bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife. That means not a polygamist, married to two or more at the same time. That's what that means. Vigilant, sober, of good behavior, given to hospitality, apt to teach, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? Not of novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into the uh, reproach and the snare of the devil." So, God deals with that with a pastor. Didn't say he can't get mad. Matter of fact, I don't have any confidence that somebody can't get mad. I think they're very dangerous. They allow a whole lot of stuff to go on that shouldn't. But when we get mad, we need to control it. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see, I was going to do this too. Galatians 5, we've been in that not long ago. Verse 16, this I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
Now he goes on to tell us something about the lust of the flesh. Uh, verse 19 to save time here. The works of the flesh are manifest, brought forth, brought to light. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. That's pharmakia is the Greek word. That's where we get drugs from. So don't think that drugs are any different than alcohol for putting you in another mind. They're not. Look, this hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness. There you go. Drugs and alcohol. Revelings and such like of the which I tell you before. As I've also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. My, that's pretty plain, isn't it? All right. Now I want to go to the Old Testament real quick. Don't have much time left. Look at Exodus. If anybody wants a copy of these scriptures, we'll make you one. Exodus 15, verse 9, the enemy said, I will, now here you're singing his song, Moses' song. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake. That's Pharaoh. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. Now, I don't think there's anything sexual about that lust. But his lust of power, I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. Now look at Psalm 78. Psalm 78 and verse 18. And they, talking about the children of Israel in the desert wilderness, and they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. There's something that's evil, but it had nothing to do with sex. They weren't willing, they weren't happy or willing to accept what God sent them. And so that is their lust. Look at verse 30. They were not estranged from their lust, but while their meat was yet in their mouths, the wrath of God came upon them and slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. They were not estranged from their lust. They didn't leave it alone. They should have been estranged from their lust, is what he's saying. Psalm 81. In verse 12. So I gave them up unto their own hearts lust, and they walked in their own counsels. And in Proverbs 6, he tells us, verse 25, 
talking about the wayward woman, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. I've got more than that, folks. Are, are we learning anything about lust? I thought we could this way. I really did. Lust is anything that causes you to sin against God. Anything. Mark 4, he says, uh, uh, The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. That's the parable of the sower. John 8, John says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. A liar. A murderer and a liar. Has nothing to do with sex, folks. And there is Satan. He is the father of both of those. And he says, the lust of your father ye will do. And when we are doing the lust of the flesh and of Satan, that's what we're doing. Just like the Lord told Peter, get behind me, Satan. He wasn't Satan, but he sure was working for Satan. Oh, you got Romans 1, wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. All of this LGBT garbage and the homosexual stuff, that's what that is. It's, they're not born that way. They give themselves over to lust. Romans 6. Let not sin therefore reign in your body, your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. It means we've got to get control of our own bodies. And it's not just one aspect of lust. Verse thir- or chapter 13, put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Don't make it comfortable for you to fulfill the lust thereof. If you've got a problem with something, stay away from it. Galatians 5, they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. Have you? Ephesians 2. Among whom also we had our conversation. In times past. In the lust of our flesh. He's talking about what we were before we were. Quickened by the spirit of God. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath. Even as others. That whole thing is horrible. Ephesians 4, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. 1 Timothy 6, but they that would be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. Look what these newly made billionaires are doing. They're trying to bring in the wrath of God on the world. With everything that they're doing. They're fulfilling the lust of their flesh. With all the money that they've got. 
I think that money came from Satan. It didn't come from God. Second Timothy, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Second Timothy 3, for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lust. Who's, who, who is immune to this? None of us. 2 Timothy 4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They don't want to hear the word of God, do they? They'll go to a church where they can do what they want to do. And, yeah. For we ourselves, Titus 3, we ourselves sometimes were foolish, disobedient, Deceived, serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Malice, envy, hateful and hating one another. I've got several more here. I'm going to quit with it. I would like to know, kind of, not really. How many grandparents are raising their grandchildren because of the kid's mother and or daddy on drugs? wonder how many there are. We know what that's about. I think there's a whole lot of it. Because this generation, these have been taught to fulfill the lust of their flesh, whoever it hurts. And believe you me, drugs, addiction, alcohol, addiction. Temper, addiction, lying, addiction. You've made jokes about people. Why, he'd run a mile to tell you a lie rather than stand there and tell you the truth. You ever know anybody like I've known several like that. And they are addicted to lying. There's no question about it. Any sin can addict you. And will addict you. Doesn't matter what this. What, what, what about gambling? Did you all know Lexington's got a got a casino? Right on Red Mile Road. It's called the Red Mile. There is a casino out there that they slipped in on this town and nobody knew about it except those that were going out there. You go out there any time of day or night and you see a whole rows of cars. And they're in there playing slot machines. They got a whole bunch of them. I don't know what all they got in there. But there is a casino in Lexington, Kentucky, and there's never been one licensed or approved. Did anybody know that besides me? But you think gambling won't addict you? 
You don't know how many people. Well, they've even committed murder to pay for their gambling debts. They lose their, their home. They lose their job. They lose their family. They lose everything. And they got to go get in another game. I know what that is. I almost got there. But I thank God he gave me the grace to quit it. God help us. Abstain from fleshly lust, which wage war against.